WMQA. Hello and welcome to WMQA, the podcast where two best friends talk about comics with the people who make them. I'm Dan Grote. And I'm Matt Laswitz. And this week's guests are the creative team behind Vault Comics Barbaric, here to talk about some of their big plans for 2023. Uh, Michael Morisi and Nathan Gooden, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. So, uh, you know, I'll ask the, the first time guest question. What are some of the first comics that uh, each of you remembers reading? Uh, Nathan, why don't you go first? Oh, oh um, Weapon X. Weapon okay. X. Yeah, that was that was you can kind of see some inspiration there with Owen uh, in Barbaric. But Weapon X was like the first one that like stuck with me. And like, I, you know, I've read other things first, I'm sure. But that one stuck with me. Barry Windsor Smith's a good start. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think it was early Fantastic four for me um i think there's some weapon x so or not not weapon x with some early wolverine when he was probably patch i think that's kind of like in that time frame if i'm not mistaken but yeah early ff uh batman Spider-Man, it's kind of just all spinner rack stuff you know mm-hmm. uh back in those early days okay now when you say early ff are we talking like stan and jack or or you know whatever was sort of contemporaneous to no no no, no. this would have been like 84 Four, eight, six. So, um, gosh, who was it at that time? I can't even think. It wasn't Burn. That burn? Was, maybe it was Burn. I think Burn was in the mid eighties. Yeah, it might. It might have been. Um, it's hard. I mean, there's yeah. There's just it's funny because there hasn't been that many. There's such a such a popular book that that have had so few people on it. You know, like the you know, there's long run after long run. And that's kind of it. But they might have been Burn. You know. Definitely pre Lee, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, definitely another good spot to start. Uh, and then more relevant to our discussion tonight here, has either of you ever participated in bar axe throwing? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I have not either. I was supposed to at uh, one of the cons, but I ended up getting con crud and got sick, so I couldn't go. Yeah. Next, next time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we are here to talk about Barbaric, which is uh, your Vault comic series with uh, col- colorist Addison Duke, letterer Jim Campbell, about a barbarian named Owen and his cursed axe that talks and loves the taste of blood. The uh, third series, subtitled Hell to Pay, launches January 18th. And uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and read that uh, solicit blurb for the new volume for the listeners. Now carrying the curse of axe, who's as bloodthirsty as ever, Soren works to find a way to get Owen out of hell and runs into one of the barbarian's old friends along the way. Meanwhile, Owen is trapped in the underworld, which may not turn out to be such a terrible place after all. Now, this is just the tip of the Axeberg, so to speak. Uh, you know, Vault announced in October a whole barbaric publishing initiative for 2023 complete with marvel studios at san diego style release timeline so there's uh hell to pay there's collections of the first two volumes there's a queen of swords one shot with guest artist corinne howell there's the wrong kind of righteous which is another one shot with fantasy writer nicholas eames uh there's born in blood and there's two big axe secrets uh listeners i'm making the scare quotes with my fingers uh so i guess my first question is are you guys getting enough work Uh, yeah we're definitely um yeah we're definitely we're definitely got our hands full um 
you know, uh, we're fortunate with, with now, uh, to have another member of the team with Corin and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that's actually, so, 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 you know, um, Queen Sword is actually its own f- full series. That's going to be, oh, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be a series running adjacent to, uh, the main series as, uh, as a spinoff. Um, but we're, we're lucky to have Corin now joining us and she's just doing tremendous work. Um, but yeah, you know, we're busy. This is kind of what we wanted. You know, we, you know, after the first volume came out, I think Nate and I, um, first of all, Nate, Nate and I never really anticipated how successful the book would be, you know, and we're, we're glad it is, obviously, but like we never really knew where that would reach these heights. And it's it's amazing. But, you know, we had a long gap after that because we hadn't expected there to be this like big desire for it you know so i think we learned from that and it's also just time we need time to make the book you know especially you know nate it takes a while to do what he does and do it so well um but we learned like okay well, this is the thing that people want and we want to do it as much as possible so um we kind of uh retooled our approach to releasing and writing and drawing and everything like that and then we just we're going all in, you know, in 2023 and uh, we're going to see what happens. You know, we have high expectations and high hopes. And I think, I think it's going to be great. I think creatively and and just how the book performs, I, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of big expectations, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really great. Yeah. I think for me, it was definitely um, <clears throat> just going to the convention circuit again, just hearing mm-hmm. fans come up to the booth and be like, when's more barbaric coming? When's more barbaric coming? When's more barbaric coming? So I was like, you know what? I'm backburning everything else I'm working on. Like, <laughs> let's just do an entire year of barbaric, like, like something new each month. You know, like each month you're getting something new. Like, keep fans like happy. You know, like, it. it you know, it, it, there's gonna there's gonna be so much. You know, it's it's like when you get that that old thing of when you catch your kid smoking and then you make them pa- smoke the whole car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how how much of this expansion was was Vault saying, "Hey, we'd love for you to do more of this," and how much of it was you saying, "Hey, we'd love to do more of this"? You know, were you you know kind of just going back and forth, yes, anding each other until you know we got this whole uh, series of publishing initiatives. I think it was mutual. You know, I think I think the big thing for us. Um was and the big thing that's going to be is going to be the spinoff you know it's a certain point you know like like any business model you have to kind of if you're not growing you're you're receding you know um so we had to at some point say and knowing this need which was which is like i said which is awesome we're very lucky to have like these fans and i've seen it at cons too i've been a less at nate uh since things have reopened up but um mm-hmm. seeing it firsthand is just you know so inspiring and so awesome but like I think we we kind of were new, like, okay, we want to grow, we want to grow barbaric and we want to take it to different places and stuff. And I think all of us knew that. And I think the the logical assumption is like, let's do a spinoff, let's do another series. Um and see how see see how see what the response is. You know, you don't know until you try. And I think we all we all had that same mindset. It's like, let's just let's just go for it. You know, that we're lucky to have this fan base and the support and this like really, you know, a, a desire from so many people from it. So let's, let's see about making them happier and making us happier by doing it more um, and try to try to like get an idea of how far we can take this book. You know, there's a lot of people like, give us a hundred issues, give us a, you know, like <laughs> we, we and, and that's awesome, you know? So it's like, let's, um, 
you know, just let's just put it out there and see how far we can take it and see how many, you know, if we do one spinoff, maybe we can do two, maybe we can do three, maybe we can do more one shots, you know, it just depends on how much people really want. Um, and we're happy, more than happy to satisfy it. Yeah. For me, it was the, obviously the, the, I, I can't keep up with much writing. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I, it just takes, you know, <laughs> It takes a long, it takes a lot to draw a page, you know, it takes more time. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I think for, for Mike and I, it was exciting to like develop these other characters that like help enrich the world. And, you know, Corin Howe's um, covers have been, she's done B covers for the entire run. So like, and fans love her. So it was like, okay, only natural, we could do a kind of a Red Sonia to a Conan type of approach of like one of these characters um, goes in a different direction temporarily or, you know, uh, not without giving too much away, you know, um, and you kind of get uh, a new, a different angle on the world. Um, and I think that's really cool for us of like, you know, I think for Barbaric, us trying to create kind of a menu, you know, of like, mm -hmm. you don't have to eat everything, but there'll be something on that menu you'll like. You know, uh, Corin, I also know, is is a uh, big fan of drawing the monsters, too. So I, I I can see why she was was a good pick to to bring into the fold. So it's uh that's good. You know, w was there a moment? I I guess you know back when the when the first series was coming out, where you know you were able to look at it and be like, that was the first time we were like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to do more of this now. You know, whether it was it was you know a sales thing or or you know a fan interaction in particular, or just I don't know sitting in Adrian's office. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was a, I, you know, it was it was a number we had in mind for sales, and okay. we blew past it. And I said, okay, Mike, we gotta we gotta keep going. Um, <laughs> you know, like if if the fans want it, we gotta make it. So that was, for me, it was seeing like how many number one sold, how many number two sold. And I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta keep going. Yeah, when I start, yeah, similar. You know, when I started seeing like the fan sites and stuff like that, then that's when I really became a believer. You know, because like especially now like the comic market is starting to kind of um feel the pinch uh of of the economy uh sure. you know it's kind of yeah. taken i think we're catching up unfortunately um and in normal even good even in good economy you know like you have your issue one and then issue two generally craters you know mm -hmm. um that wasn't how it happened with barbaric you know issue two performed really well and issue three stayed pretty steady after that and trade sales have been great you know knock on wood you know for all this stuff so once i saw that this had that rare thing that unfortunately and, and this is such a bummer for our industry because there's so many good books and there's so many good books that just don't make it or or, or just um lose their legs so quickly um we had this rare thing that it sustains you know that and you know like i said you saw the we saw you know the fan pages go up and the fan accounts and the reddits and and the uh the the stuff that the that the cons where people are crazy about acts and you know all this great encouraging stuff and i think that really kind of like i don't know if it was one moment as much as it was just a lot of small moments that really kind of concretized this idea that this thing can be this this thing can't be here to, to stay and that's that's a dream that's what everybody you know wants whether it's you know uh you know a comic or a tv show or whatever you want to be able to have that longevity so you can takes the pressure off creatively you know uh, uh to to be able to do more interesting things and do it for longer um it's 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 a really nice place to be um you know with the push that 
the book is getting next year and and all its different forms does it make it feel a little bit like uh owen and axe or the uh the batman and robin of vaults you know if if robin were a giant bloodthirsty axe with a skull face yeah <laughs> i so having been at vaults in the very beginning um mm-hmm. i do say uh owen and there's a line of covers coming out this year. I don't want to give it away, but there's a line of covers coming out this year um, about Owen kind of conquering the vault universe. Uh, so uh, it'd be a cool. It's yeah, I definitely think it's like one of Vault's icons. Like this is when you think I want people when they see Vault, like oh, they make that barbaric book and they make Owen and you know Axe is just a fan favorite. I mean, like who doesn't want an Axe enamel pin? You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird because it's kind of different. Like I think Vault, you know, exists in this space for the most part of like miniseries, you know, because it's like that's the kind of story they tell. You know, the the on an ongoing story, an ongoing comic is is tricky. You know, it's hard sure. to do. You know, it's hard to, to come up with a concept or a character or whatever that like can justify twenty issues, fifty issues, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. um, even given the ability to do so, you know, it's still creatively like how do I do this for you know that long of a time um so i don't think there's many vaults that vault books that like fit that mold mm-hmm. um but i still think that like yeah i mean like it's become um i don't know it's become this this even for me just personally like in terms of like my work at vault my work outside of vault like barbaric's kind of like become what i'm synonymous with you know and i'm getting thrilled for that although i you know i will i will say when it comes to doing long runs at vault you did also have uh you know 25 issues of of wasted space <laughs> that's true that's true as i was uh, saying that i kind of i kind of forgot that but that was another one <laughs> that was another one that kind of broke the mold you know like um because there's so many great books like you know you think about like uh like mindset or you think about mm-hmm. like these savage shore these savage shores mm-hmm uh like those are those are books like you know they can't really go on for that long you know like money shot can go on for that long yeah. and it is going on for that long but that's like i feel like every one in ten if not more that have just those legs where you 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 can do that much you know now do do either of you have a a favorite character in the series apart from owen and axe or or somebody you know who you kind of feel like is your you know fictional baby maybe more so than some of the other people in the cast Ooh, i'll, I'll go quick uh i love steel okay. okay i love steel i i think he was kind of he kind of comes into the story as like a throwaway character and then you just absolutely fall in love with him the way where, where mike took him in the script and like his evolution as a just even physically when you see him uh transform into the the berserk Mm-hmm. vampire form you know it's like okay and then like i have the privilege of knowing where this all plays out to and it's like steel is my still is my guy still is the <laughs> true hero true hero okay yeah it's pretty wild where he lands at the end of hell to pay that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome that's that's the next spinoff i really want to do is steel i want to do a steel um yeah oh sorry my thing i don't know if people can hear that ding like no. I hate that. Like I don't know how to turn off the message thing. It dings. I turn it off, and it still dings. I'm like, why is this goddamn thing dinging? <laughs> um, but no, um, where steel lands is going to be pretty exciting and pretty thrilling. And I think then, like, ah, man, I'm trying to think of like 
I mean, I, Soren's kind of an easy one. There's a there's a character that we don't we haven't seen yet. Uh, but I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen Nate draw, but his name is Frogly. Okay, so Frogly might be favorite <laughs> just because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the one that like is nobody else will care about. And he doesn't. It's not. It's not. It's not integral. I'm not giving anything away. It's not an integral mm. character, but it's just so dumb <laughs> that I love it. Actually, <laughs> I, I, so keep I, your eyes peeled for Frogly, everyone. Frogly, got it. <laughs> Breakout character of 2023. Yeah, Frogly. there you go. <laughs> it might be. You know what? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I loved the introduction of Steel at the end of the first volume because it's it's clear he's you know well. I can't say that, you know, it's, it's, he's either setting up the second book, which turned out to be true, or it could just be this like throw away, let's go to the next, you know, adventure. And then maybe that becomes, you know, a between the raindrops thing. And you start with a completely different plot in the second book. Obviously we, you know, we know where it went, but it reminded me of at the end of um, the second back to the future movie, when the guy shows up with the telegram, just to let Marty know that the doc was okay. <laughs> but if that guy became, you know, a major character in the back to the future franchise. Right. Well, I think that's something like Nate, like Nate and I like to do, because even though we do like that ending does get addressed, it's addressed so flippantly. Like we just, you know, you kind of like, I think you would, if you read that, you think that's going to be the second volume, mm-hmm. but it's really just like six pages of the, <laughs> of the start, <laughs> you know? And I think Nate and I just like to like have fun with that. This kind of stuff. Cause, because, you know, the one thing we don't want to be synonymous with barbaric is like mythology or like this deep, like, Oh, it's one story and only one story. And it's just this, it's like, no, it's, it kind of bobs and weaves and it goes over here and there. And we kind of, and I don't want to say that we don't care because that's, that's not true, you know, but we also don't want to be like rigid, you know, we don't want to be rigid to like, Oh, we have to do these and we have to do that thing and this thing and blah, 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 blah. Like we just kind of want to fuck around too and be like, yeah, they went, there was this big vampire thing, but like they went and they kind of, they saw that it was no big deal. And now we're going to go do something else. And held him with a million swords and six pages, you know, (laughs) move on to the move on to the real storyline of this issue of this arc you know <laughs> like yeah yeah well what's ironic what's funny and i'm sure you remember this nate like that's not how volume one originally ended there was no steel there was, no. We, we changed that because it, we're like again we didn't know how this would be received so we had to we set up volume two it's sort of how it ended like there was sort of like i don't remember what exactly the ending was uh but there was no steel i remember that we inserted steel at the end of volume one, like just in the nick of time. And then we're like, okay, I guess we're going to do something with this in volume two. <laughs> um, looking ahead to the next volume, you know, what is, what is a non-spoilery thing that readers can look forward to be as frustratingly vague as you like. Frogly. <laughs> Asked and answered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, um, there's a better answer in there. Nate, I, you probably got one. I was going to say, um, Soren's tattoos are the question about that is answered. So, yeah, we have that to look forward to of like wh- where this magic came from, how it got there, and why her. Is that Hell to Pay or is that Queen? Now, I'm confusing the two. It's so hard. I'm like writing them both at the same time. It's is fun. that it's Hell to Pay? That's Hell to Pay. Okay. Okay. 
okay i was gonna say something that i think is actually in queen of swords so i gotta think of something else but yeah i think i confused oh, the two we got it we got a lot we got a lot going next year so yeah i think <laughs> it all it, up. Yeah. but that's a good one though her, her learning more about those tattoos is a really good one um i think that i think the returning uh the uh like I said, the 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 solicits uh, a friend Owens, one of Owens' friends. I think that's going to be pretty fun, pretty satisfying to see mm -hmm. that character, which was a plan all along to to weave this thing around. And uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I, I I could say honestly, like because you're seeing the 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 outline, everything for the next you know twenty issues you have outlined. I I there are no characters that don't get brought back in a way you know not I mean, not necessarily back to life mm -hmm. but like their storyline is it was important even if it was two pages in murderable offenses they come back you know and that storyline will come back and you're like oh if you read carefully you'll get a richer understanding of what that scene just happened you know what just happened in that scene mm -hmm. um even the, the smallest little details the smallest characters they come back yeah, it's pretty fun. It's gonna be fun to see these things like starting to be collected. Like you know, it's it's so weird the where Bar Barbaric's at. You would never guess we only have one book out. You know, really, like the other one is done, but we don't have a second collected volume. So I think sure. once having like volume one, volume two, and then you know, like I think, I think what so two trades or maybe three come out next year. I I don't remember exactly how many. And there's the there's the paperback of Mur Volume One, Murderable Offenses, and the paperback of uh, of Axe to Grind. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming probably Hell to Pay, probably, yep. and maybe even Queen of Swords. So they'll be like by the end of next year. There's like four barbaric trades out. You know that's pretty exciting. And then you get to do the next omnibus Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, maybe <laughs> that'd that be pretty awesome. fun. So Wasted Space was the reason I had to work with Mike. Like we. I read Wasted Space and fell in love with it like halfway through. He weren't even, they weren't even finished at that point. But halfway through, I was like, okay. And I met him at San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. So. Yeah. met at San Diego Comic-Con. I was like, look, Wasted Space is like one of my favorite comics I'm reading right now. So please, let's work together. Let's get, make something. So that well, was the same thing I, was, I saw Zojaquan. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is... Uh... This is legit. This is like the real deal, you know. And we like clicked automatically. Yeah, it was just it was just natural. It was just like, all right, yeah. What about this? What about that? Perfect. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> like true love. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Now, now that you're you're three three volumes deep and growing, how much is being new reader friendly part of the process, or or sort of like where is that in your mind as you're, you know, scripting? slash penciling yeah i mean go ahead Nate. no i was i so mike so one of the things i i said to mike when we first started and we saw the success of this is like i want people to come in be able to come in in the beginning if they miss something they missed the one shot they missed a and i think mike was really good with the writing of like you can jump in three issues i mean three arcs in and still pick it up you know what i mean like you, you i hope you go back and read the read the previous things but like it's very much so like people we purposely designed it to be like okay if you miss some stuff you're okay you know what i mean you're okay you can still follow it mike will bring you up to speed and uh you know and keep reading the rest you know and that's kind of how we're branching out into other worlds as well with like the spinoff of like look if you read both series you're going to get a really rich understanding of the world because 
there are a lot of characters that like cross over, you know, that go from, you know, from each, each series. Um, and so like, it, you know, and again, like, if you read all of it, great, you'll have a huge understanding of the world. You understand every little panel will make so much more sense to you. Um, but also if you just read, you know, Hey, I want this one because the title got me murderable offenses or like hell to pay. That sounds interesting. I'll read that. You can read hell to pay on its own. And it's still a great story. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, totally. I think the one shots too are really good for that, especially though they, they kind of stand on their own. They maybe like things do kind of grow out of that later, but you know, at the very least, like we try to recap, you know, we try to say like, you know, without recapping without recapping you know just kind of like subtly as much as we can um you know i worry that as we go deeper it's going to get harder i think that's only natural but um i think we're doing our best i think we're putting in our best effort but you know it's such a weird thing because like i think like that's such a exclusive to comics thing it's like no one would be like so where should you sopranos i was thinking about starting in season four i'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) like Should I start breaking bad around the middle? That's why Sopranos are later today. It's so weird. (laughs) See, it's the hive, the hive mind. Um, (laughs) But I think we're putting in like a really good faith effort. And that's part of the thing of like what I was talking about, like mythology and just trying to keep things loose. You know, the tone Mm -hmm. is loose. The objectives are loose. The story is loose. Like there is a connective thing going on, you know, and it's not like there's no consequence or no plan, but like we try and keep it as loose as possible. And that makes it reader friendly, new reader friendly uh, as much as we can be. Um, But like Nate said, I mean, the more, the earlier you adopt, you know, the richer it's going to be. I'll I'll say pretty much after born in blood you're gonna have to be on the train you know what i mean okay. like i think i think we've held your hand long enough until that point i think born in blood it's like you're either on the train or you're not you know what i mean like because at that point you're going to be the characters are so you know they've gone through so many changes they've evolved so much like it'll be yeah. hard to understand every little detail so i think born in blood will be the last chance to be like look new readers like come jump on you know like come come, come get on the train so it had been three years by that point, you know. Yeah. It's like the statute limitations for like something like a spoiler. It's like you can't <laughs> spoil Blade Runner. It's like it's for fucking forty years. Like there's no, <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> Do you have a, a since you're talking about you know the world and not wanting it to be this mythology heavy thing, but still, do you have a big Bible of that mythology, or is it a little bit you've got a, a an outline and then you're you know playing jazz as you go beyond that outline uh no there's there's a bible there's a bible uh everything's cataloged for what we've done and what what's coming uh because there is there is uh, this kind of like undermines everything I, I i've been saying but there is a mythology at work here there is like why was Owen cursed? You know, what is X? You know, we know the answers to those things, you know, mm-hmm. and when we get to that, you know, we get to it. You know, I don't think we're in a rush, you know, like, because once you answer those questions, it's like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, so like, I think that like, you know, we know and we know those kind of answers, but we're not like, it's not like all roads lead to that. There's plenty of other places we can go. But yeah, we have the outline that goes for a while um and then we have the bible that catalogs you know the bigger picture and and maintains the details of the world as well so uh barbaric it has had a lot of variant covers over its its time uh 
Nathan, especially, you know, what is that many different interpretations of of your creation look like from your perspective? Oh, I I absolutely love it. I love seeing what other people uh, have in mind for 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 barbarians, for you know necromancers, and, uh, and I, I love I, to me that's like my favorite part is seeing uh, other artists turning covers and and um, like Derek Roberts, like oh my god, like those covers are amazing, and Corins were always mind blowing to me, and like mm-hmm. I loved that's why I was like so much of like when the chance came for uh i was like corn please 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 like we i will make this work with your schedule like i will work around your schedule like i want you on this book um but no i love it it's one of my favorite things like we even did at um i think it was rose city con we did uh like a sketch cover contest so it's like cool to just see like a hundred fans just sketch cover doing sketch covers and just seeing like and for me i love seeing like who their favorite characters are because that's always comes through of like um you know that someone drawing just like endless versions of acts you know things like that of like it's so cool to see acts and like what they think he should say and like it, it, it's so cool and then uh i think mike even had a little bit of that with the um uh the ask x column <laughs> that's right oh we gotta start thing that reminds me uh for the next issue but yeah i love i like I, I love seeing uh other people's interpretations it's like what like corn turning in pages right now is like my the highlight of my day because i'll sit there and draw all day doing my inking my pages and doing layouts and things and then uh corn will turn in the page i'm like yes I'm like that i'm so excited for that in my own you know like and it's really cool with her too the work because we work because like i said some of the characters cross over so it's really cool to like uh, talk, you know, design with her and just go back and forth with her and be like, look, how do you see this, car- this character? How do you see this character? And just debate it and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so I take it, it was a, a similar vibe. So I was curious if it was a different vibe when you first saw an issue drawn by somebody other than you than a cover. Um, It, it was a slightly different. You just to see... um. For me, it was like the big thing was like the pacing change. It was it was I was like, oh okay, wow, like this is this definitely reads different than than what than than how I've done done them. But I thought it was good for that story because that story was supposed to be a little less heavy, like mine. Like you know, I think like the the story arcs I've been doing have been so heavy. It's like you kind of it was kind of kind of fun to see the airier, like faster paced story of Harvest Blades, you know. And uh, for Corn on uh, Queen of Swords. It's cool to see like the, um, the more demonic side of this world. Um, and that's you know where she thrives. That's why I thought it was a perfect match. Just to see the more like demonic necromancer side of this world. Because I I focus more on like you know Owen and Axe and getting drunk at pubs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Tavern is a magical place. <laughs> Taverns, hells, taverns in hell. <laughs> taverns in hell, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> uh, when you're bringing a new creator into the fold, like Robert Wilson the Fourth, or 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 Corin on Queen of Swords, or or Nicholas Eames coming up, what is the to steal corporate speak here? What is the onboarding process like? You know, is there ever any uh, trepidation or anything like that in in sharing with your toys with with new people um i mean from my perspective from the writing perspective not really you know mm-hmm. like i've only done it once with nicholas uh we plan on doing more you know right writing collaborations but like 
My only thing, the people that we are talking to or, or Nicholas, like, I, I just want them to be them. I want them to know, like, there's not like a house style, you know, I don't want them to come and be me because I can be me. That's my job. You know, like <laughs> you come and, you know, Nick, especially like someone like Nicholas or, or, you know, other people, like I said, that we want to tap to, to enter this world. Uh, they're chosen for a reason, you know, because they have something to offer that we think complements or is a good contrast or whatever. So, yeah, the only thing that I want them to do is just be themselves, you know, and and bring that to barbaric. Yeah, definitely be your definitely be themselves and have fun is our number one rule is always have fun. Like barbaric supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun drawing it or writing it, you're not you're not doing it right. <laughs> so, just have fun and like like Mike said, we it's this wasn't just like draw a name out of a hat. Like there's very specific people that we wanted to like see their vision for this. Yeah, definitely. Generally, what is what is an itch that this series scratches that your other work might not? Uh, you know, does it does it feel good to go this hard on like the violence and blood, knowing that you can't in let's say in Michael's case, all ages Star Wars comics. <laughs> Those prudes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think something that Nate and I have spoken about and Adrian and I have spoken, and Damien too, like we've all spoken about, I think that like, there's something liberal, I think, let me backtrack. There's something that's about barbaric. That's not only the quality that's particularly in Nate's art. That's just so good. That makes the book so magical just to look at it. Just so wonderful. But, but there's something about it being a book that's at the right place at the right time. Um, where I think that we're kind of getting this kind of like regressive conservatism in comics like even like the stuff that's like progressive feels conservative <laughs> you know like it just okay. like so i feel like it's comics is more restrictive than ever you know and i feel like barbaric is this book that's like nah fuck it you know we're gonna be violent we're gonna be sexy we're gonna be uh bloody and we're gonna be gory and we're gonna be funny and sometimes inappropriate and we're just gonna be big and loud the way the comics that I love that I grew up on were, you know, like, like a preacher, for example, or a transmet. And, you know, it's something that I started to learn on wasted space. That's, I think where I really kind of shaped, you know, this voice, so to speak. Uh, and then I turned it up to, to 200 on, on barbaric. <laughs> and I think that's what people respond to. I think they just want, it's something that's like, you know, sometimes you just want to crank Motley Crue, man, you know, like, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Is it the uh, is the true mark of the series success when you find replica axes at the vendor table full of replica <laughs> weapons that seems to be at every convention? Then I know we've made it. Yeah, <laughs> then yeah. I know we've made it. That's it. You can retire. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do, think, I do think there are like four or five fan, fan made axes running around now. So I've, I've seen oh, a wow. few at shows. So I think there are a few out there still. There's there's some axes roaming the world <laughs> the countryside <laughs> are they signed by you yet though no i haven't signed any i haven't signed one yet okay uh, no 2023 that's what the, that, that's, that's what this is all about <laughs> uh actually you know looking looking at vault's 2023 schedule so far because they've announced quite a few titles uh you know it's it seems they've gone all in on axes you know i was looking at uh, i think after hell to pay comes out in january then uh, the next book that's coming out, uh, Godfell from Christopher Sabella and Ben Hennessy, also has a giant axe on the cover. 
So, you know, Vault's all in on axes. Uh, the X-Men were all in on swords for a bit in 2020. What other medieval weaponry should uh, get its time in the sun? Uh, so real quick on that, too. God, Please. Oh, I, might have, I might have done B covers on that. So I saw axe. I'm like, I saw an axe. I'm like, I have to be on B covers for that, people. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I will go. So I, I did a lot of covers for that. Um, ooh, I, I think uh, the Paladin's weapon uh Maurice Mike I think I think yeah. that's gonna be the I think that's gonna be the new the new fan favorite okay yeah we specifically do answer that question that the Nicholas Eames one shot and it's and this is all Nick this is all Nick's design and it's just uh so good it's jealousy inducing uh yeah yeah <laughs> I, want, I want one already I'm like I want this so bad already I know it's so good it's so good I can't wait to see that what he did uh, conceived <laughs> flails that's my answer my answer is flails <laughs> flails <laughs> nice that's that's the one where the spiky balls on the chain right mm-hmm. i think so yep yeah yep. yeah yep. morning star I that was a mace. Is, that's uh a mace i think is a mace from morning star is when it's on the, the handle yeah. yeah okay oh okay all right yeah the flail is when you can swing it around like a half nunchuck with a spiky ball at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Learning> <laughs> lots. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to throw in a, twi- a couple Twitter questions here. Uh, Asimov Fangirl asked, which inanimate object from your daily life is more likely to become sentient and be your moral compass? Uh, and just to give an example answer while you think, uh, I could see myself cur- personally could see myself cursed to wander the land with two bickering 50 pound dumbbells. <laughs> i don't know like a bottle of whiskey probably for me oh my gosh that's great that's great, that's great. uh for me it'd probably be my pencil it'd, it'd be my pencil he'd just be he, he it'd just be argue we'd argue about everything but like, no this is how i see it this is how i see it no it, this is how it's supposed to be like so that yeah that'd be my pencil i think you call that a line exactly like come on <laughs> there okay so there's something there now if we're talking about like you know first of all you can constantly threaten it with the pencil sharpener yes <laughs> and also pencils regularly replaced so you know is it every single you know number two or, or graphite pencil you know that you use takes on the spirit of that same you know i think it'd be i think it'd all be the same spirit every time like i'm like all right this is a new pencil you know <laughs> nope same guy same guy back box full of real dicks in ticonderogas <laughs> <laughs> all right i like that uh second twitter question this one's from acid dracula uh great name asks uh is there any particular music that has been an inspiration to your work on barbaric or that you find particularly good to listen to while working on the book deftones ah okay Deftones all the way that i listened to that new album owns all the way through issue all the way through uh murderable offenses that's literally like some of the videos you can see some of the art and inspiration from it nice, nice. damn i didn't i do have we talked about Deftones, I I love Deftones. That's when you know, uh, and this is right now. This is public, but like you know, the the vaults doing the the music. Uh, gosh, what's it called, Nate? Um, Edgel. Yes, 
Yeah, I know yeah. Jay's bands. I was like Deftones. I want to do Deftones. So I would try. Oh my gosh, I would kill that book. I would kill that book so badly. Someone right? called Chino, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're in San Diego, I'll have to I have to hit them up. Yeah, because they're 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 Southern California, right? Yeah, yeah. They do. They put on like really great festivals around here. Like it's crazy good festivals. Man, I love those guys. So, and Ohms is so good. Ohms, Ohms is so like, good. I, I, Ohms was like such a, but yeah, I would say Ohms um, was just, that was the soundtrack for the, for Murderable Offenses. That was the soundtrack for that one. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned for Molly Crew, you know, I, I, I love the crew, uh, Metallica. Um, let's see. Let's see. Airborne, you know, uh, I don't know. There's anything that's kind of mad. I mean, I listen to also like movie scores a lot too, just as like as ambient sound, but like, you know, you get me kind of in that, that mood. Like I said, I just, I just, I just like it. I like Molly crew. I think it's, I don't know if it's like kind of like, I think they're kind of having like this Renaissance in a way, but they were a joke for so long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Molly crew's awesome. Like their, their first couple albums are legitimately great. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh michael i know you gotta run i just oh I, yeah oh, geez, one more yeah yeah uh yeah no shoot one more question if you got uh mm-hmm. the time here so uh this year you also got to release a, a horror movie that you wrote with tim seeley called revealer uh about a stripper and a, and a religious protester who come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s chicago uh how was the experience of of pivoting to film oh i mean gosh undescribable you know like it's just magical you know i think that's that's the word that always gets associated with films just it's just magic and um you know god knows if i'll ever be able to do it again i hope so but if i just did it the once um just utterly satisfying work with great people work with tim who's one of my best friends uh and what we made I, i love i love that movie like we made it with uh you know, at the beginning of COVID because the producer named Sarah wanted to get her people working and she found a way. Mm-hmm. Um, we made it with, you know, a limited budget and a limited space and limited cast. And there's just nothing but limitations around us. But we had the time of our lives getting out there and being creative and finding solutions. And it was just one of the best times of my life. And then at the end of it, we made a movie that I'm really just remarkably proud of. Like, I'm just so glad i see people talking about it pretty regularly and i'm it's people dig it and i dig it and just it's such a cool experience you know to have that and barbaric under my belt creatively for this year has been um you know a wealth of riches you know and i'm just just really you know despite some you know these years are hard you know i think everyone's still having tough years times are tough but you know at least i can look at that and pivot to this creative stuff and be like you know what i did reveal her a revealer, you know, didn't, I didn't do it this year, but it came out this year and barbaric mm-hmm. hell to pay came out this year. And like, those are things that I'm, as this is what I do, that the stuff that I'm really proud of and people are responding to. And I don't know that I can ask for more than that. You know, I'm just, just really glad for those things. That's excellent. Well, uh, listen, Michael, uh, I know you got to run. Yeah. Soccer Thank time you. for my, my oldest. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let you thank go. you for having me. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Nate, we'll, we'll talk soon, buddy. So, uh, Nathan, you're also vaults, you know, art director. You're one of the, the, you know, founders you've been there since day one, you know, you've also drawn a number of vaults books since the beginning. How do you decide, you know, when you want to draw some of these pitches that come through the doors? Oh yeah. I, uh, that's a good question. Um, putting my ego aside and just being like, what do I think I'm actually good at? You know, like being honest with myself and like, what do I, what am I good at? And 
finding those stories that come in of like, okay, I know I can do this one well. I know I can do that one well. Like uh, something like Rush um, just was like a huge passion project for me. Like I love, I love horror. I love Westerns. Combine the two. You had me at, you know, you had me at hello. And then they said, oh, size writing. And I'm like, size Spurrier's writing it? <laughs> like, oh my, what a dream come true, you know? But I try to just find something that I know I'll be good at. Um, I know I can... Um, push myself, you know, get better. Like I, I, people, I, people have followed me from the beginning and they're like, I, every book looks different. You know, like I try to, I try new styles. I try new things all the time. Um, and I think that's kind of just part of like getting better and like uh, keeping things interesting of like um, keeping vault interesting, you know, of like, you know, you don't, you don't know what to expect from me when, when I come out with a new cover. Like I might hand paint one, you know, I might, you know, I might, you know, I started with hand painting and watercolor and ink washes, and then I went to, you know, traditional, then I went to digital, then I went back to traditional, uh, you know, so it's, it's just finding something that, like, excites me, and I know I can do well, because um, there's certain stories that have come in, and I'm like, no, I would not, I would not do all of that, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, <laughs> so let's find someone else, let's, you know, I can recommend someone else, something like that, but. Now, as, as art director, you know, do you have sort of, like, I guess, you know, what are your regular duties or, or you know, day to day, if that's the right uh, phrase there? So I recently have stepped down from art directing. Um, oh, OK. OK. Let Tim Daniels do this, uh, handle it now, because we've just grown so many times, so much and had so much expansion okay. um, from day. Well, I can say from day one, it was meant like everything you saw was me, you know, like was was me or, you know, coming through uh, like layouts, designs, everything. Um, basically, like, you know, helping first time artists, you know, with like just ideas or designs anything like how how would i make this more iconic um but now nowadays it's more of just helping like i like i love helping like first-time artists because at vault we try to bring in like first-time artists first-time writers just because like you know there's not enough voices being um brought into the medium so you know i i love that part of like meeting a new artist and them saying like you know well i want i kind of want this you know but I, I don't know how to do it it's like oh i i I can throw out ideas, not to say I have all the answers or anything, but just like, oh, I, I maybe try this, you know, try that. Um, but for now, you know, I, I, you know, Tim and I work together, like just designing, you know, templates for covers, things like that. And, um, you know, lines of covers like, you know, Vault Vintage was a huge fan favorite for a while there, like mm -hmm. collectors picked that thing up. So, um, but yeah, my, so basically, I would say the first three hours of my day is company stuff you know company things and then the, the next however many hours you know 10 to 20 to however many uh actually is uh sitting down inking you know doing covers doing pages things like that so like the first three four hours of a day is basically just running the company you know helping mm -hmm. helping stay on track um because we have a pretty big team now and it takes a lot to get like everyone on the same page uh is there who who's an artist who you know came in fairly green or cut their teeth on a vault book that, you know, you've seen blow up since in the past few years that, you know, you, you, you take a little pride in. <laughs> uh, um, whew, that's a tough one. Uh, I think, I think they've all gotten, you know, first time, the first time creators have all gotten so good. And like, um, I'm trying to think there's one in particular, I remember the name of the book first. I'm, I'm scrolling through my Slack. Sure. Real quick. Um, Oh, I, I we're early, early, early vault books. I remember working with Nick Robles on 
uh, Alien Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that dude is just incredible. I don't know if you I mean, his Instagram, every time he posts, I'm like, you're just, I'm, you're just, you're, you're it. You got it. You know what I mean? You won. You, you've got it now. You win. <laughs> uh, just seeing like the fans seeing his quality of work and just going like, yes, Nick Robles, I guess you are, you deserve any book you want. Um, and yeah, so that would be the one that sticks out of like, just from the beginning of like, yeah, that, that meteoric rise he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, who are some of the artists that, uh, you look up to or, or, you know, enjoy personally? Um, I mean, I still have not met or talked. I mean, I've, I've had signings of, uh, I would love to meet Sean Gordon Murphy one time just like shoot like shoot the shit with him for a bit um, okay mm-hmm. huge fan of that style huge fan of his his work um like i have way too many variants and covers of uh tokyo ghost i'm way too much of that stuff i have way too much I have, I have a whole like long box of just tokyo ghost um but uh for for vault artists um i love uh maria the wolf right now oh okay yeah uh, sure we i just clicked at a show like it was just like we were just hanging out we just ended, and it was funny we didn't even i don't even know how it started but we ended up just like talking and we're just sketching and i'm i mean pencils and pens came out we were just sketching and i'm like oh we just drew two covers holy crap you know? <laughs> we just drew two covers while we we're talking holy crap you know like that was so cool that, that is awesome you know one thing uh that caught me very early in in reading barbaric to catch up this interview these characters all have amazing hair. Owen, you know, has this like majestic but matted auburn and gray sort of lion's mane of, of hair. You know, you watch Soren's hair especially evolve over the course of the various series as time, you know, as kind of like a marker of the progression of time. Uh, how how much time do you spend on hair alone? I Yeah, that's – I for Owen, I knew it right away. I was like, I want his main thing to be – like, because I, I you think barbarian, you think like the braids and then the Northmen, things like that. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want like Akuma to be, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I want Akuma to be a barbarian. Like, this guy is so not, you know, and like, you know, and it was working with Addison of like giving him a little bit of gray because he's not, you know, he's not a young, he's not a young man. Giving him a little bit of gray in his beard and mm-hmm. little, but just making him the wild, wild man. And um, yeah, that, I knew that was going to be like, I want that to be his like his calling card was his hair. And like it's still back in the ponytail, he hasn't mm-hmm. let the whole thing out yet. But I'm waiting for the right moment to let the whole mane out. Uh, <laughs> so there'll, there'll be a moment at the end of this one that you see like the whole full blown mane of like this barbarian come out. And you're like, okay, his hair's take probably three fourths of the page. Awesome. <laughs> we have a uh, regular segment towards the end of the show where we ask creators about their pets. So do you have a pet? I have two pets. I have two what dogs. Oh, I have, I have uh, my wife has a 15 uh, year old pug. He is an old grumpy man. He is an old, old grumpy man. Oh man. Uh, and then I have uh, a Australian cattle dog. Ooh. Okay. She was a she was a rescue. I wasn't planning on getting her, but she was a rescue from Tijuana. Uh, you know, my wife and I were volunteering at a um, animal shelter, and she basically just ran up and jumped in my lap and never gave her back. No, oh, that's adorable. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 
I, I, I have to her up, but she's sleeping right now. So I don't, <laughs> don't want to wake her up. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I have, uh, I have too many introductions myself. So. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a dog guy. I grew up with dogs. So just I'll never have, always have, always have at least two. <laughs> and I have a cat who has been desperate for attention throughout this entire thing. Hence a lot of the muting. Cause she just keeps walking up and like, hello. Hello. <laughs> cats know when you're like on a zoom or something like that. And they're just like, no, I, I have to come mess with you right now. I have to come mess with the camera. I have to mess with the keyboard or something, you know? Oh yeah. She just wants to be the center of attention at all times. Uh, if, if I had a nickel every time I had to mute for barking dogs, but uh, yeah. Um, penultimate question. Uh, what are you reading right now? Ooh, um, comics wise, I'm reading, I'm actually going backwards because like my wife is assigning me the task of cleaning out my long boxes because that's uh, my house. Okay. Um, so, I'm, so I'm reading backwards. And so I've been really reading a lot of Reminder lately. Like, like I'm like, I'm rereading Low right now. Freaking love that. Um, love that series and Black Science. Like I'm reading backwards on those things. Um, reading forward uh issues um uh pretty much i mean like i'm reading saga like everyone else in the world um just, <laughs> you know just gotta, you gotta keep up with it um yeah i'm trying to think uh something's killing the children you know classic you know this that got you from the first issue on um but yeah really like right now, right now i've really been going backwards like reading like Going through my wife has made me go through the boxes of like, okay, what are we keeping? What are we selling? What are we donating? You know, so there's been really going back and really enjoying reading like all of the stuff from like 10 years ago. I'm like, wow, I forgot about this series, you know. Now, where where is it all? Is it all in the garage, the basement? What what in my bedroom? That's the problem. Oh it's boy. My closet. So my closet is just long boxes. And so like I got new clothes and my wife's like, where are you gonna put it? And it's like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so that, that's what started the task of like, yeah, okay, I have running out of we're running out of room because then I feel like, well, can I put some in your closet? No. So, um, speak of the devil, it's her walking in right now. Uh, <laughs> she must see her ears are burning or something. <laughs> we'll change the subject real quick. Uh, Nathan, this has been a a fantastic hour. Uh, final question before we release you back into the world. Uh, and your long boxes. Uh. Where where should people be going online to keep up with Barbaric and, and your work and Vault and everything else you got going on? Um, yes, to follow follow Vault on Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm swear I'm going to get better at it. I don't post enough. I promise. I promise I'm going to get better at posting one of these days. Um, but yeah, keep keep posted on Barbaric on uh, Vault's website. I'm sorry, on Vault's Twitter, Instagram website, everything. Um, like I said, this is a big year for Barbaric. It's a big year for me um this you know we were mike and i planned this whole year you know you know way in advance so it's a lot you know it's a lot of issues coming out you got something new each month basically so right on well uh nathan thank you very much for coming on the show thank you guys for having me thank you so much that's it for this week's show as a reminder wmq a is part of comics xf where you can find this podcast along with our sister podcast the battle of the atom and Bat Chat with Matt and Will, co-hosted by Matt Lazowitz and our bud Will Nevin. 
You can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Audible, and at ComicsXF.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support WMQ&A at Patreon.com slash WMQComics, where a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes, shoutouts on the podcast, and a free comic in the mail for my collection. A $2 donation gets you a slot in the ComicsXF staff picks. A $3 donation gets you access to our bonus podcast, Our Son Pete, a deep dive into the appearances of British mutant super spy Pete Wisdom, and a $50 donation lets you advertise on the show. Big thanks to our patrons, Charlie Davis, Robert Secundus, Kat Purcell, Liz Large, and Will Nevin from ComicsXF, Carla Pacheco, Mike Sagawa, and Asimov Fangirl, a.k.a. The Loyalist Content Consumer. You can follow WMQ&A on Twitter at WMQComics, me at Daniel P. Grote, Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013, and ComicsXF at ComicsXF. And until next week, remember, Pete Wisdom was actually the first character to ever say, To me, my X-Men. WMQA.